The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey guys, welcome back to the B list. I'm B. It's been about two weeks. Usually, it's like a weekly podcast, but I take I took last week off. Um, but I'm back with a really special guest. It's a friend of mine that I've met kind of recently, and we've become pretty good friends, talking all the time. She is one of the new Real Housewives of Real Housewives of New York City, Jessel Tank. She used to do PR for Michael Kors. She's the founder of The Know, which is a fashion consultancy firm, and she's a Roni. Welcome, Jessel. Hi, B. I love that you <laughs> called me your friend. I'm like, wait, I'm Brandon's friend? Oh, we're That's officially a- friends. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we had dinner, I mean, and that yeah. was like our first time meeting ever, but it was the funnest night yeah. I've had in a long time. Um, Shout out to Anthony, who facilitated that meeting, a friend of ours that we have in common. I know. Anthony hooked it up and the free flowing drinks and, and all the good food was amazing. Which we're going to talk about the restaurant shortly, because that's actually one of my things on my list, because we talked about my list for later. Um, but first things first, is it there? <laughs> is what there? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> do, do people come up and ask you that like all the time now? It's like, that's so, so funny that become, that's the thing. It's become a thing that everyone's like, you need to, you need to merchandise it. Like there has to be yeah. and there's a t-shirt. It's crazy though. How many, cause you know, when you're filming the show, there were things yeah. that stuck in my head that I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. And this is going to be a thing. But the actual the things that people are obsessing over are not what I expected, which is so funny to me. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, and, and I definitely like had a sense of what people would gravitate towards. Um, but it's becoming things that I've said that really I just were said in passing are almost becoming cultural, like phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> so- well the show itself too and we'll talk about this later because i kind of mentioned to you before but like the original roni was obviously iconic in so many ways um this is just like a different show too but it's interesting that i feel like the show kind of has like a sex in a city vibe almost now not necessarily in its format or necessarily in its content but kind of like the um the phenomenon around like I mean you guys are already being named like the best dressed women on Bravo it doesn't feel like it's like really stylist heavy it doesn't it's the complete opposite of what Beverly Hills is because like Beverly Hills is kind of really logo heavy it's really like you know designer label heavy and I feel like you guys each have like a distinct sense of style but you come from fashion backgrounds so it doesn't feel as forced or put on you know what I mean Definitely. And by yes. the way, I, I made my 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 early error with the logos and noted generalized <laughs> never to we did, do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was giving to read. Yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> but you're right. I think that, you know, um obviously just being in New York, you can have you express yourself through your style. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be the most expensive or the most, you know, flamboyant. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, you're walking down the street, you can see someone who's in jeans and a t-shirt and they- Jenna. Jenna, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And she just looks so yeah. classy. And I, that's the beauty of New York. And I, I walk, you know, every day you're just walking and you're just, the streets are my biggest in- inspiration when it comes to fashion. Truly, yeah. and I think that's what Sex in the City is, right? Like, yeah, just yeah. this very, and there are things that Carrie wears, and I'm just like, wait, I would never have paired those things together, and it just works. Um, well, um, I want to before we get off track. Um, yeah. first off, congratulations on the kids. Um, I guess you said that they got their first assignment, right, for school? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Did they? 
I might. Socially inept. It started. They are so socially inept, those kids. I don't know how they're going to do in school. <laughs> um, no, they did. We're, we're starting to get emails. And it's actually wild because... Um, that could you know, be in a show in itself, by the way, is just like kids. Oh, I mean, you you just, you think that it's an easy process. I I, I would liken it to almost a college application where you have yeah. to write yeah. essays and submit pictures. And, you know, these kids have like, they don't do anything. They eat shit and sleep. <laughs> and so to write a 1,000-word essay. And drink, drink wine <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so it was just like, yeah. how do I write an essay? But I, it's funny because so many people have actually DM me and, and they're curious to see what I ended up submitting and I'm going to release the essays. I'm very proud of my essays. Okay. Um, I'm an English major. So I, I write and um, it was a very creative spin on, you know, um, a, a kid's application. So I, I am going to release that soon. Um, did you know, actually, funny fact, um, Roni was actually started as originally it wasn't Real Housewives of New York. It was called Manhattan Moms. And it was a show about, uh, ex um, getting your kids into all the elite private schools and all that of New York. Isn't it kind of, did you know that? I did. I knew it that. Kind it of started like that kind of concept. Yeah. I knew it, um, that it started with Manhattan moms, but I didn't realize that it was going to be following that whole process. That's what I read once, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so got to be true. But it wouldn't surprise me. I, I Yeah, I, no, it makes sense. As, as a mom living in Manhattan, it's pretty much all we talk about. You know, yeah, school, yeah. the application process, like even geographically, like my, a lot of my friends are moving to like the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side just because they want to be in that zip code. Yeah. To they want to like Spence or, you know, those like bigger name schools. Yeah. They want to get away from Tribeca. It's kind of like struggle town, <laughs> Tribeca, up and coming. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Tribeca has some very um, established, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, the, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are, um, it's a, it's a competition to get into these places. It's wild. Yeah. So how did the show kind of end up in your lap? Right. I kind of know the background we talked about, but I, for the listeners that don't know, yeah. how did that kind of. Um, so NBC and Bravo, you know, when they were doing, um, mm -hmm. when they were actually actively creating the reboot, um, they wanted to base it. Um, based it around a group of organic friends. Yeah. Um, and so I know that they were talking to various different friend groups. And I actually got introduced to um, the show, pro like the, the producer process um, through a good friend of mine. And actually she was, speak she was speaking to them. Mm -hmm. um, she ultimately decided not to um, not to be in get involved, but she's someone that I've known for years. We used to work together here in New York and um, she's actually one of Bren's best friends too. Got it. Okay. So one. it was, it was, this, it was like, you know, in New York, especially when you're in fashion, you are like, this is a one degree separation from, yeah. from everyone. So like even with Sai, with Uba. With yeah. You kind of knew Uba a bit before, right? You had that friend in common. Uba, yeah. Through a mutual best friend as well. And then Jenna's just Jenna, like, who doesn't know her, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny, um, actually, because Jenna's ex-husband um, was a set designer or is a set designer and used to- um, family, like, right? Photographer, yeah. He yeah. used to design my uncle's like photography sets, which is wild. So, so, so insane. Him, like a thousand times, actually. Um, Do you find that sometimes that always usually is the case with pilots? This isn't necessarily considered a pilot, right? It's a reboot, but- um you know, people start out kind of interviewing and then decide it's not for them. Yeah. But then once they see everybody that's in their friend group go about the process and actually enjoy it or thrive in it, have you seen anybody in your world that maybe was talking to production that now kind of is kicking themselves or saying maybe in the future? It, yeah, interesting question. I mean, I'm sure I, they, you know, I, I know that they they didn't leave any um, leaf unturned, put it that okay, way. Wow. Yeah, I, know yeah. that, I know that there, there was a very extensive search because I know it was important for them to find the right mix of, of, of people and the right yeah. group of girls. Um, so it's funny because I feel like everyone that I know was kind <laughs> of 
you know, yeah, involved yeah. in some capacity, but yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that there was this level of curiosity, like what is this show actually going to be? Because we are a very modern, yeah. like very now spin on what Housewives it was traditionally. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of curiosity around like what the show actually is going to be. And, and now that it's airing and, you know, obviously like so much positive response, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, I think I'm sure, you know, people are going to turn circle back and be like, hey, now we want to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's usually the um, case, right? Yeah, it really um, is usually the case. But, you know, they have to get, they have to get through us. I mean, we're yeah, the gatekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, it's so funny that people that they interviewed too, I know there's been people on this podcast. Um, Alison Roman was somebody who mentioned that they had asked her once. I think it might have been the season before you guys. Um, yeah. Do you know Alison Roman, the chef? Times. I don't. Yeah. It was with no. the New York Times. Yeah. Um, a few other people too, but it's just really interesting the people that they kind of go to. I found out about you. I mean, I knew that you were going to be on the show and all of that stuff, but my first hearing about you outside of the filming process was reading page six. And I told you this. <laughs> I you fell in love. You're not going to bring this up, Brandon. <laughs> Everybody's already read it. I know. It's page six, page. It was kind of <laughs> so like page six was covering the the like the premiere party at the Rainbow Room. And it mentioned that Chesil Tank, new Real Housewife <laughs> of New York, vomits on the red carpet on the step and repeat or something. And I was just like, and you were probably mortified by having your first real mention in page six is this being that. But I thought it was pretty fucking iconic. And that's pretty. Let me tell you about. Okay, so there's two things, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think first of all, it was mortifying that that yeah, was at the moment. I'm sure foray into into this like whole world. Yeah, um, I was. I you know, I, I wish I was drunk. That was the headline that I had drank too much or I was on something. And yeah. absolutely the case, I was genuinely sick. Um. But what was funny about that moment was I just remember the next day sitting on my couch and I really was like completely devastated that that happened to me. I mean, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, Everyone yeah. Was wrong about it. Um, but then <laughs> the girls like Sai and Bryn, they started sending me comments. And I think it was like maybe Queens of Bravo or one of those um, Bravo, you know, fandom uh -huh start with we, posted Posit the article and every single comment was iconic queen <laughs> Rony probably probably dead. i was one of them yeah no i, know. <laughs> I was like what and bren was like oh my That's god yeah, they love you and i was like no what do you mean this is awful and that it's so hilarious to me that that was what viewers were gravitating towards and, and I was the like, show hadn't even aired yet it hadn't even aired yet isn't but that so amazing fun. though i mean that's probably one of the great things about reality tv though right i feel like would you admit probably or i guess i don't know i would you say that reality tv can kind of give you that thicker skin or make you take kind of um an appreciation for these like what would otherwise be terrible moments but like then the reception can be completely different and <laughs> It was absolutely that. I mean, I, I really was, I, I was expecting people to just be like, oh, what a hot mess. Like now we have <laughs> this, this complete like, you know, vomit bucket, like on our TV screens. Like it was the opposite of that. And yeah. it was so funny because I really, my PR hat and, and listen, A, I'm British, B, I'm Indian. So I'm conservative in my, in the way I think anyway. Mm -hmm. And to think that people actually found it iconic was something <laughs> that I would never in my like wildest dreams have expected but um, I think that's the kind of the great thing about reality tv is it kind of can change the way yeah. you maybe or take a take a piss out of yourself too and like and, and but I do like I think I yeah, and hopefully people can see that like I'm very light-hearted and I can yeah, yeah, yeah. take myself very seriously at all but I mean for, for me to have that moment at the premiere at the splashy like rainbow room and Andy Cohen's there and there's yeah. like you know, a room full of beautiful people and then there's like me just barfing <laughs> in a corner like not cool it well it's, it was iconic um and and I will say like that's kind of like your vibe is kind of putting it all out there I think that um for the first couple of episodes when we talked about this uh people didn't really get like a full I don't think well-rounded view of you because there wasn't even that much coverage of you in those first couple of episodes but then we talked and you said like after that third episode you were like 
I think it was like when we went to like dinner or something, but you were like, I woke up today and everyone's been like writing me again, iconic, da, 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 because it was what? It was at the sit down with Aaron at that. It was the Tribeca. Yeah. It was yeah. Tribeca. Yeah. It was, and it, it was so funny because, um, you know, episode one, I was really excited about, you know, kind of getting the show out there. We've been mm-hmm. promoting it and, and the, the build up to the actual, like, you know, season airing was so humongous um and everyone was so excited about it and then it did air and I think I just I've never not been liked before and Mm -hmm. I think I'm sure people I'm very polarizing I'm sure people don't like me but they've never like right out outwardly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's it was so interesting to me because I I went into it expecting you know everyone to like have this appreciation towards me I thought I came across as funny I thought I came across a certain way but it was the the complete opposite they were like she's rude she you know is yelling at her husband (laughs) she's she's cleaning and all these things that you just go about your day and you never really think twice about yeah yeah um but that did change and I think it you know look I don't think you can you can really know someone after uh, a 10 minute scene or even after you know episode one two and three like I I was acting up and that was being shown and that was only being shown right so yeah. you're like this girl is so out of touch um but I think as my personality started to come out you see I am kooky I am extremely I hope funny and dry in my humor yes um and I'm I'm very British in that way I don't it's, take yeah it's um, um a very much needed like energy in the room I think for sure and I appreciate you putting it all out there because you're talking about your story with IVF and you're being like you're filming a lot with your husband probably more than any of the other women film with their husbands you know what I mean so you're obviously going to be open to more scrutiny because that's the content that you're going to get but you kind of remind me a bit of um like in the same tradition as like Meredith Marks is kind of the same like Shannon Bador or like Heather Gay they very put it all out there and it's it's needed on a show like this. So, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to like reality TV, um, one of the things that I, my husband and I, Pavit, had actually discussed at the very beginning was like, mm-hmm. okay, if we're going to do this and we're actually going to open our doors and our lives to um, an audience, to, to the nation, to the country, like, I'm not going to pretend to be someone I'm not right. Like I think people can see through the cracks and, um, and if you're trying to paint this perfect picture, that's what Instagram's for. It's not what the show is for. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. And so I think we went into it with that mind frame, like, okay, you know, IVF was a a freaking four year hell of a struggle for me. And like, I'm going to talk about that. And, you know, postpartum was a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I'm going to talk about that. Yeah life with twins is crazy and you know starting back up again with work and just all of that stuff is real shit that I'm dealing with and so I'm going to take you along for the ride um speaking of reality tv were there other shows that you kind of like love or that you watch currently outside of housewives that you yeah so (laughs) I've never been a a, a Vanderpump girl okay Scandal like Three okay. this year. I don't watch that show. I think we talked about this. I feel like it's so, t- I don't want to get the, because when the fans hear this interview, then they're going to get all yeah. in my comments, <laughs> dragging me the way that they dragged you this first few episodes, because I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Um, but okay. Well, I, I just, it was, it was very interesting. I mean, I, I've never been, um, I've never really been um, curious about it. Um, yeah. I think that the media obviously was so invested. So I I, I was like, well, shit, I have to watch it. Yeah. I have to like talk about it to stay current and relevant. <laughs> um, so we started watching it and it it actually was kind of insane. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you see this whole thing unravel like right in front of your eyes and they were doing it in front of cameras. And it was, um, yeah, it was quite the, quite the, the TV. It's um interesting because I always talk about the show. I mean, I don't really watch it, though, so I'm like, but it's an interesting concept, right? Because it's like built on predicated on people that work in a restaurant that want to be stars. Yeah. So then they become on the they become stars via the show. But in order to stay on the show, they have to continue working at the restaurant. It's like, yeah, it's just and yeah, <laughs> you can't do anything else. It's like ten years <laughs> later. 
It's like 10 years later and Sheena is still, I don't even know. I don't even know why I'm mentioning this girl. I, I don't watch the you damn show. Valid, you make Sh a valid point. Yeah, um, um... <laughs> the other show I love, um, and I, you know, I'm a little bit biased because it, it is about my culture, but um, Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Okay, you told me about this. And yeah. Because I, so I gave you a show that I was like, and just like that, I told you to watch. I usually, guys, everyone, she has my HBO login now. She's I watching. <laughs> She's watching <laughs> and just like that. You're my sugar daddy because Puppet actually canceled our HBO Max subscription. It's, it's He's got to pay for school. He's got to pay for school. You know, we got 62K deep right now. So um, he you can put them in a school that uh, gives you a free, they give you a free laptop and then a free membership. For each, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Puppet is all about the, the free shit. So um, I'm yeah. sure he'll be very excited about that. But he did cancel my subscription and I, I didn't, I mean, I was going to just renew it, but um, you kindly offered yours. I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, well you not? need to watch it because, you know, obviously you're Indian and then you love the woman that plays Seema and I'm obsessed with Seema. Seema is my absolute favorite, but you only watched um, one episode so far. That's keep watching. It gets yeah. better and Seema finally shows up, but it's the Seema show. So it's funny, funny thing about Seema. Um, I've met her several times. Her real name is Sarita Chowdhury and Sarita did a movie. She filmed a movie. It was one of the, I would say, it was one of the first movies that really affected me growing up. So mm -hmm. the movie is called Mississippi Masala. Mm -hmm. so yeah, we yeah. But she plays an Indian girl who comes from India um, and they move into, I think it's like the South, like one of the Southern mm -hmm. states. And she falls in love with an African-American man. Mm -hmm. So anyone that's listening that is Indian may or may not know, like that is like probably the, it's very, it's very much frowned upon. Like we don't, Indians marry Indians. And I think that that's kind of, you know, the, the, the approved like way to go about life, which is so ridiculous. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but she did it. And I was like, Oh my God, like this woman, <laughs> amazing. Like she's going against the grain. Yeah. Um, so when I met her, I, I I literally told her, I was like, you inspired all my rebellious decisions. Oh, I love that. Growing up as, a, as a teenager and an Indian girl. And, you know, she was very early on to break, you know, some of those stigmas and 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 taboos and, and barriers. And I really respect her very much for doing She's that. Gorgeous woman. You sent me, you, so you showed me a photo. You took a photo. Yeah. Was that when you met her? When you took no, a photo I her? met okay. her way before then. And we okay. were fashion together. Um, this okay. Was okay. Like yeah but uh yeah she's we you know we're always uh running into each other so and you and stick together yeah we do like glue <laughs> <laughs> um so any other housewife shows that you watch did you have any other favorite housewives specifically like so the only yeah. one i really used to watch was roni weirdly okay. um and you know i've dabbled in atlanta i love miami you know i love the the sort of like that feisty energy um um i sort of but yes roni was the one that i i would actually like pay attention to just because i was so obsessed with new york and obviously living in new york and so it was it felt something like something i could connect to um but favorite mm -hmm. housewives i mean obviously bethany's well, I don't know so much about now. But... <laughs> She's kind of spiraling, but but listen, that's kind of like one of my guilty pleasures right now, I think is Bethany. People yeah. complain about her social media use and I feel like, like kind of hot take. I think she's kind of, good at social media because you're still watching and you feel mesmerized when she does all these like reviews of like dollar store makeup and whatever it is, I could not care less about the products. I'm just like mesmerized by how intense she is about being correct about everything and learning it's just like yeah but yeah, yeah I, probably I completely unlikable but but that's how she got where she is right, right. Like, the yeah. start, like she was the single girl who was an aspiring you know chef that was living in new york and her apartment was you know this mm -hmm. like shoebox and yeah. look at how far she's come and yeah. I don't think you can take that away from her. Like skinny girl, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say about it. She has, um, she's rewritten the rules, um, which is, you know, admirable. Speaking of um, other wives reaching out. So have any other wives kind of like reached out to you since you've become kind of an official since the show started airing? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just a couple of weeks ago had lunch with um, Ebony. So Ebony. Right. Was yeah. You said that. Yeah. I and, and she, you know, I feel like 
I think she's awesome, by the way. I think it was wrong place, wrong time for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just really respect her. I think she's extremely smart. Um, and she has, you know, these I- incredible academic, like, you know, accolades that no one can take that away. Um, but I really enjoyed my time with her. Um, other housewives, uh, let's see. Sonia, Dorit were amazing. Dorinda's been amazing. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think, I feel like they, they sort of understand that, that the time is now for a fresh new, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. women. I, I really don't, I don't think that anyone felt um, any other type of way. And yeah. they've been very supportive, I think. At least has anyone, me. has anyone not been welcoming? Um, I know that to a number of other girls, um, Luann, I want okay. to mm-hmm. at a moment. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you should meet Leah at some point if you ever do. You, yeah. yeah, she was on at the same time. She's um a friend, but yeah, she was on at the same you time as Ebony. Me. I'll introduce you. Yeah, yeah, would love that. Like would love that. Um, do you have a least favorite housewife show? Um, interesting. I no, not yeah. really. I think you know. I love Beverly Hills. I think that they're the most ridiculous in terms mm-hmm. of like fashion and lifestyle. And yeah. I can definitely like relate to that. Um, I love it. Um, least favorite though. What are they? I don't even remember like how many there are. There's... Um, there's like Salt Lake City. You've got um, OC. That's, that's probably the one that I don't. You don't? Really okay. See, I think you would like it. I think really? that's, that's one. Yeah. It's kind of, it's just, I mean, there's, there's, it's completely different show. Yeah. It's kind of like a little bit darker, but really kooky, just really out there. It's um, I think that the, with these shows, sometimes the city is the extra cast member. Like yeah. the city itself is just like an enigma. Like what is Salt Lake City? You know what I mean? It's just I watch it mostly because I'm like I don't understand still. I don't get it? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's kind of interesting about it. You know? What do they do there in Utah? Um, <laughs> exactly. Like that is not up and coming. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, um but you are so right because I feel like I gravitate to the the franchises that sort of speak to me geographically like I think Miami yeah. I can relate yeah. to oh Miami is great yeah yeah um New York obviously and um to some degree Atlanta you know um but yeah you're right Salt Lake City just didn't seem like mm-hmm. it, I, it, that that the actual city would you know yeah. resonate with me yeah I think you would like it though. Okay. Um, I'm sitting on my couch all winter, by the way, with the amount of TV you're giving yeah, me. Yeah, I've got a lot of gut looking like ready down. There's a lot of homework. You're, yeah, you're going to have homework from school and then you're going to have this. So. <laughs> At what point did you feel like you were like officially a real housewife or does it still feel like not real? Um, It really doesn't. You, you know, when I watch, like I watch the show live every Sunday and I, it's a very out of body experience for me because mm-hmm. um, a you're, you're watching yourself and you know, it's not the real, it's not like you 360, right? Like it's like moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, five minutes out of filming for seven hours or something. Right. So, yeah. And, and obviously how you're portrayed and the things that like have been shown and not shown. Um, I think it's very, it's very surreal to me, but I don't know if I will ever feel like a real housewife because that's probably good. Yeah. You probably want to be in that space. I feel like you want it. Yeah. (laughs) I think the charm with you guys is that you kind of just are just being, you're just existing and it doesn't have to be put on. You know what I mean? I think when you start to feel like a real housewife, that's probably when you're probably on your way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's (laughs) time to go. You you shouldn't, you know, no one should feel bigger than the show. Um, Exactly. There's um so speaking of cities, there's been a lot of like talk online about like moving from different cities. You lived in LA for a while. Someone mentioned like I think it was the Sun mentioned Dallas. I don't know. You were allowed <laughs> yeah. to talk about this. Do you yeah. want to dispel any I'm rumors not- or anything? Do you want to kind yeah. of like because if if anyone's not aware, the U.S. Sun exclusively tried to reveal that Jessa like lived in Dallas right before the filming of the show, and then I don't know. 
I mean, it was it was hilarious because I, I I think I have spoken about this, but it was the the same day that Donald Trump's like mugshot was released. <laughs> and was, like the Sun front page was Donald Trump's orange mug, and then it was my you know mug, and it was just like, what the actual? How am I like? How am I making headlines with this? This is so stupid. Um, it wasn't anything that they like revealed because it's all on my fucking LinkedIn. Like there is yeah. no secret yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but look, I'll I'll take you through my timeline, like cliff notes, real quick. Um, yeah, just I, to spell it because they're talking about it online, and I know, and yeah, people just get really them. are they're really reaching with this one, um, which is what I find so hilarious about it. But I moved to New York in 2006, um, and so did Puppet. Actually, we both moved the same month, same oh, year. Um, we met here. I started my career here. Um, and we lived here for almost a decade. Um, and you know, I, we got married and things change when you get married, because I think you start to think about a family and sort of, you know, where are you, where do you see yourself long-term? Puppet's from LA. And so we did end up moving back, um, so that he could be closer to his family and that we have that, you know, that structure, um, mm -hmm with his mom and his family being there. Mine was still in London. Yeah. Um, so we we actually thought we would we would be there long term um, until I had the twins. And let me tell you, when you have kids, everything changes. And for me, it was like, all I wanted was my mom. You know, I, I just wanted my parents and I needed the help. Um, I also was at a, a stage in my career where I was thinking about what's next and what yeah. am I doing? with myself um and we were talking about new york because it would be the perfect like middle ground you know it's a six hour flight from england yeah from la yeah. um so you know we we and it's just I, my best friends live here like all my like old work colleagues everyone that i i've known my entire career is here and same goes for puppet so it just made sense for us mm -hmm. um but <laughs> Dallas came into the picture because Puppet actually started, well, he's he's working with one of his closest friends to start this business and it's headquartered in Dallas. And so we made a pit stop there um, to for him to kind of get this off the ground. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit of a landing pad. Um, and, you know, he, he travels to Dallas, I would say every other week or once a month now. Um, yeah. He's always there. So we do have a place there. Mm -hmm. uh, that he you know resides in when he's working there which is like not a negative thing people you can yeah, it's, like it's called being multi-coastal you can have property that's kind of a good exactly. thing in house size world it's so <laughs> funny they were like she has a house in dallas i was like yeah dude i do um you know we have we're property um everywhere i mean it, i don't think it's unusual to have multiple homes in yeah. fact i was telling someone the other day i was like if i had a fabulous home in London like would it be the yeah. same thing? yeah yeah exactly that'd be yeah so anyway hopefully Who's... that clears the air that it's, clears uh... the air everybody um <laughs> here's a question did you know Lizzie in Dallas no so okay. um I didn't I actually met Lizzie for those the... who don't know Lizzie Savetsky right was she was uh briefly on the show she began filming with you guys um I've always been perplexed by this story and I, I don't know how much you are able to talk about it because you know yeah not on the show any longer but she only filmed for what two weeks and then page six reported that she quit um yeah yeah um yeah so I I, I only met Lizzie here in New York um and look I I think she's a, a wonderful person honestly mm -hmm. I think that what she's doing for her community and for the Jewish community is really admirable um but now, knowing what I know now about sort of Bravo verse and how intense it is, um, I actually respect her decision because it, mm -hmm. it probably would have been very, very hard for her. And it was. Yeah. I mean, we were only a, a couple of weeks in and, you know, she made this decision that was um, with her family in mind. And, and really, that's what it came down to. So page six originally reported that it was because she was uh, feuding with one of the star with one of the other cast members. I mean, we feud all the time. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> also not new news, people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't really know too much um, about that, mm. but I do know that ultimately the decision for her leaving um, did come down to, to you know, her family and, and, and the type of um, the reception that she was receiving. So, yeah. I have some theories. I have a theory. All about, right. 
Um, not that I know Lizzie or anything like that. Or, um, but I feel right. So Aaron came on the show through Lizzie, right? right? She was, yeah, she didn't really know kind of the rest of the women or as well. Um, so kind of like Lizzie introduced her to the group introduced her and then completely dipped so then Aaron stuck with this group of women that she doesn't know that well um and you know now knowing that that was seems to be the case um and seeing how we began in the first episode right away arguing about something like cheese and she was kind of going straight for Bryn it made me think that maybe there was some kind of stuff there that happened before between and maybe Aaron was kind of do you do you Am I making sense? I see. I see yeah, yeah, I see. I, I, I definitely understand the theory. I just and was, that, it did feel kind of like something. This wasn't just an argument about a bleeped out restaurant, right? It felt like there was some <laughs> something more pointed there. Um, but I guess we'll never know, right? I don't know. We'll never know. And I got to tell you, I think it really was about the bleeped out restaurant. Okay. Which was I mean, catch, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really do. And it, I, I understand, like, you're sort of playing catch up, right? Because yeah, yeah. You're, you're sort of, you know, episode one, you're you're seeing this this thing, this argument um, yeah. that happened before filming started. So I get why people were sort of thrown in the, this whole mix and, and why it might, might have been confusing. Yeah, um, yeah. And we had, you know, we had started filming um, prior to that. So it was, um, it's a lot to digest. I get it. But Cheesegate was real. Catchgate was real. Mm -hmm. um, all those emotions were real. <laughs> so, Well, speaking of, there's two truths and something not real that we that you discussed um, in one of the episodes in the Hamptons, right? Yeah. Um, you said that you made out with a famous rapper. You got a popsicle stuck up your whoop, whoop. And then... <laughs> And then you had sex in a Soho house elevator, which we all know is not true because, well, first off you said, but then also that's only like two floors, right? Or not, it's like not two floors, but well, it's a really one, short ride. The it's one not... in LA is, the one in LA okay. is actually a slip. Okay, okay, so. <laughs> Just FYI, but not, you're definitely not long enough to, you know, yeah, to do to the do deal. that. Um, yeah. So I have to ask then, because we never confirmed on the show, who was the rapper? <laughs> you're going to do me like this, Brandon? <laughs> Yeah. We will bleep it I out like catch. I should have asked the <laughs> questions in advance. <laughs> um, I will say, yeah. Um, you can I, give I, me I, a hint. I, I'll give you a hint. Um, it, it it's not Drake, and everyone sort of jumped to that conclusion. Oh yeah, okay. Off, like everyone, even production, were like, "Can we play like a Drake song when when that?" <laughs> and I was like, "You guys, this is how rumors start." It, I I. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded if it was Drake. I mean, let's no, be no, absolutely not. No. Definitely a snack. We love um, Drake over here. Love Drake, a Drizzy, um, my boy. <laughs> but um, it was someone from the Roots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, I, I know all the Roots names, so I'm. Yeah. yeah, that's just that's for me then. Yeah. You guys I can was, Google. I was a backstage. <laughs> I was backstage hoe. Put it that way. Oh, you know what? You did tell me this. We, I think I asked this. Did I? Dinner. Okay, I think I was just drunk, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you guys well, still can drink. Anthony was free flowing. Yeah, we. You were, can we were, drink. Oh yeah, I, you I'm can hold British. your. You can I'm hold British. your liquor. I'm British, and yeah. the funny thing about me is that you will never, and this is why that that the the, the page six thing. Funny. Um, you will never see me drunk, not on the show, not outside the show, because I can take it, and I drink. Puvit, by the way, is um. He's a, you know, he can hold his alcohol too. So yeah. I learned how to hold my alcohol really by, by hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not a sloppy drunk by any means. Who on the show can't handle their liquor? Ooh, I mean, Erin, <laughs> I definitely, well, she's also like, you know, she weighs like nothing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think Erin definitely um, is maybe like a two drink type of girl. Okay. Bryn loves to, to, to. <laughs> to have a, to a get little, that point <laughs> yeah a little like you know swig but um I've never seen Bryn completely I mean she doesn't act up you know yeah um so yeah. I can drink she loves she loves to, she used to be a bartender oh yeah I wait I didn't even know that about Sai. didn't she used to be a bartender I feel like um, she used to be a bartender I feel like she talked about it she probably did yeah and she yeah was and I, I feel like she's also had like nine lives I mean that girl has done yeah um yeah, she's a true New Yorker. Um, but she, I know one's really a sloppy drunk, and then Jenna and Uber obviously don't drink. So okay, yeah. Um, switching gears real quick, Variety Mag Variety Magazine called you the show's villain this week. <laughs> what was that? What do you think? I that's so. <laughs> I was like, so confused. <laughs> um, listen, you may be an anti-hero, maybe, but not a villain. I think I'm the underdog, but not the villain. Yeah. 
It was one of those, but not the villain. But um, maybe if someone had seen maybe only the first two episodes or something, I don't know when that piece was written. But no, to me, I mean, my opinion. Did I, I did I do enough to warrant the the V title? Like I don't know. It's like yeah, no. You're definitely more of like an underdog or like a antihero, which is still kind of like a, it's not a bad thing. It's just like it's just not your typical hero. Um, but I found that interesting. You know, in my opinion, I feel like Aaron would probably be more of a willing villain on the show, or maybe we'll see more in that lane. I don't know. I don't think the good thing about this show is that it can change every week, right? Someone can be a villain every. Oh, it yeah. does. It, it's very much a roller coaster. And I think it does ebb and flow. Um, and, you know, we've seen like episodes one to three, I was probably mm -hmm. very like one of the most um, unliked. And now I think that that tide is, oh, I hope it's tight. It's changing because I'm like, it's emotional, like trauma. For me. Yeah. Like, what's going on? But yeah, I was, I was really kind of surprised at that headline, um, especially because the, the writer is, is we had such a great conversation. I don't. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a mean piece. It wasn't like no. a takeout, but I just thought, I just found that funny. funny. But I do, I, I think she was smart because I, I think that a seeing that word headline people to yeah. read the article, but she dispels it in the body of the, the article, which was, um, which was a, a smart way of, you know, kind of just, um, putting it together, but yeah, definitely have never been called a villain before, except for maybe by Puppet. <laughs> no, it was a really well-rounded piece. It, you got to talk a lot about your Indian culture and all of that, so it wasn't just on the surface. So that was good. Yeah. Um. Do you regret bringing up your sex life with all the other women because they kind of pounced on you so early on in the season and used it as a storyline for themselves? Because when they, it seems almost like when they run out of things to talk about or don't want to talk about in their own lives they'll talk about what's going on in your life yeah it's like the elephant in the room right yeah like yeah. just uh you just like point in that direction um do could I have a drinking game with Jessel's name like it, yeah. every time they say your name when you're not in the room <laughs> truly um I did I expect it to be blown out as much as you know it was no um I think for me it made sense within the context of what I was going through postpartum and yeah. also what I went through um to conceive um and so there is like a very to me a very sensible reason um as to why I was feeling that way and why I was at that point in my relationship mm -hmm. um, and it was justified in my opinion it wasn't like I was not giving it up to my husband because I didn't feel like it. Like, yeah. I think it's rooted in something like legitimate. Right. right. Um, but it was very interesting to me that they didn't see that, see it that way. And I have a theory and it really makes sense to me as to why. And it's very simple. I just don't think that they could understand because if you're not, if you haven't gone through what I went through, um, I can see why they were just like, oh, she's being prude or this or that, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I also, I didn't have a chance to really like talk about it that much. I mean, yeah. I shared with the group. I yeah. I shared. Why would I you, why would you, I mean, speak about it? So, I mean, if it's like, um, yeah. If, I mean, I think after that, I did, you see me sort of shut down a little bit because I was with like, the group. Yeah. Yeah. But how did you react when you saw Aaron and Cy um, and Bryn kind of falsely spreading that you were crying at your sit down with Aaron at that coffee shop? Um, they were kind of like painting you as an erotic or, or no, she specifically, what lunatic. was the verbatim lunatic? Yeah. Did she, did you hear her say that when she got up at the table? She called hey. you a lunatic at the time, right? Yeah, because if I had heard that, guess what? I would have turned right back. Yeah, back and go sit down. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, okay, let's talk about Tribeca now. Like, let's talk yeah. more about it. Like, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. do off more. Um, no, I didn't hear her say that. And um, I just feel like it was, it wasn't warranted. You know what I mean? Like, what did I do that was so, like, I yeah. think that they thought I wasn't taking accountability, but I did. And so this is, what is interesting about the show is you see what you see, but then you also don't see a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I did take accountability. I felt awful about the the lingerie thing, you know, um, yeah. to the point where I, I think I've spoken about this, but I wrote Jenna like a, an actual like apology letter. <laughs> like mm -hmm. On camera? Like, I, yeah, it was all on camera. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was a scene that we shot, you know, that wasn't shown. So much um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I did it in private because 
for me, it's like, if I have a problem with someone, I'm not going to include every single person. There's no need. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 like an A B C it's an A to B conversation, and the rest can see themselves out type thing. So, um, it was very much a private moment between Jenna and I. Um, so yeah, maybe and maybe that's why they they probably thought I didn't. Apologize. Unless you're Aaron, and then it's not an A B conversation. It's an a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a B and side conversation as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, she did, she did corral the girls, that's for sure. Um, but look, at, at the end of the day, for me, it's like, I, there's always resolution, right? Like, and I, mm -hmm. I knew that Erin and I, we were not seeing eye to eye. We definitely had growing pains and um, it was a shame. And I was kind of disappointed because, you know, I feel like we have a lot in common. We're both yeah. That we're both working um she's you know we're both wives um and we're both deeply rooted in our culture like yeah. indian Israeli, it's like the same to me almost you know um the way we live and how we've been brought up etc so um but yeah anyway look i squashed it i did what i had to you do you guys are talking now and yeah who do you talk to the most outside of uh filming oh um i would say it would be a mix between uber and bren okay um, Makes sense, I, yeah. Yeah, Bryn and I have always been very close. I mean, we we have we share that common friend, and um, you know, she's someone that it, she just gets it, like humor wise and otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she's met my family. I mean, she she comes over, she plays with the kids. Like we're very close. Um, and Uber is someone that is just, I mean, dynamite. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So, um, who's who do you think is going to have the most to answer for at the reunion? You know, it's hard to say. I I want to see the show, the season, kind of like play out. Um, if we're saying like right now, um, I definitely think obviously Aaron's the one that's you know stirring this pot, stirring the shit, that wooden spoon. Um, yeah. So I I want to say it it might be her. Um, but you know the tides can change, and we yeah, just don't anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. It's it's an even playing field right now. Sai kind of comes off a bit of a. I like Sai though, um, but she yeah. kind of comes off like what is the word I'm looking for? The term that people use. It's like um, an interview gangster. Is that what? That <laughs> a testimonial warrior, whatever. Like she talks a lot <laughs> when she's not filming. She has a lot to say in her testimonials, which is like good. Like it's like kind of like a Bethany talking head moment. It's like. Yeah. Um, but I think that because it's so much of her opinion on those, just those interviews and not face to face, it could be something that she kind of has to answer for, but we'll see. I think she's really, I mean, Sai has a, a humor, like she's, she's got a funny bone, that girl, like she's very mm -hmm. witty. Um, and she is very playful in the way that she like talks about things. So it's funny to me that. You know, I've been seeing that people are saying she complains and this and that. Yeah, but yeah. I really don't. I I really think that they need to understand her humor in the same way that they need to understand mine. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. serious. nothing serious. Like it's, it's all jokes. Are you looking forward to the reunion? No, I. I You're I, not. <laughs> I'm fucking hiding behind Andy Cohen. I was like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mostly looking forward to what you guys are going to wear more than most casts because I feel like you guys are well, quite literally in the fashion world. So I feel like you guys are just going to kind of understand it on a different level. You're going to understand the theme or the assignment, you know? Oh, I, I'm going to be so extra. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I just yeah. know like I'm going to bring it and they may, they may need to like change my, my, my seating situation. Cause I just want to wear something big that yeah. like so acts as like a, um, uh, like a bodysuit so that okay. no one can come at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is there anybody that you would want to sit next to at the reunion? Oh man. Okay. So my ideal sandwich, I think yeah. it might be a cross between either Jenna and Uba. Okay. Um, or Bryn and Uba. It's a funny couch. It's a funny couch. That's a funny couch. Yeah. Either way, that's going to be funny. That'll be a hilarious couch. I think Jenna and Uba, because of the fat, like the fashions would be there. Even yeah, Zach, yeah. Would be somewhere in that mix. Um, But yeah, that I would love to be a sandwich between someone them. you absolutely would not want to sit next to. Um, hmm. 
Not really at this point. Ask me yeah. again. Like, let's we'll check back in. <laughs> let's have this conversation in a couple of weeks, and I think my view would, might change. But you no, know, I think I would be. I would be happy to sit next to any of the girls, to be fair. But I think my ideal scenario would be like Jenna. One of those. Yeah, Jenna Uba or or Uba Bren. I think that'd that's be the fun couch, whatever. I want that couch. Yeah. Um, I want to head over to the bonus episode so we can talk a bit about, I want to do superlatives with your cast so you can tell me what you think. Um, and I just want to talk about um, the cast trip. Yeah. Um, so before we go though, there was uh, right before I got on here, there was like news. I guess they've been reporting it all day. I think it was like even Entertainment Tonight was talking about it. Real Housewives of Atlanta apparently is going to experience a Roni type of reboot. I don't know if this is like true, but I mean, Entertainment Tonight's talking about it. E was talking about it. What What's your initial thoughts on it? Do you think that um, look, excited I think, for them? Yeah. Yeah, I I think that after a franchise has you know run. Um, 10 years plus it might make sense but at the same time I don't think Atlanta got as dark as maybe Roni did you know I think the ratings for Atlanta are still very much there yeah yeah so it would be interesting to see what ends up happening I don't have any insider intel and I I, I thought the same as everyone else so um but i i you know it'd be very interesting to see if they do something uh and what they do um but whatever they do i hope that they keep some of them i mean you yeah know, or um, give them like a legacy show too yeah that'd be hilarious and let's be honest are people really watching legacy like is that i don't um well it's not out yet right so yeah but well not out. but even like the I, I crappy like I, I just don't know how I'm, oh like, yeah yeah do you know what I mean like I'll be honest I, I, I gave up but I but I also have a lot of shows you know me yeah, you know you, as you, you know have a lot of shows I, as you know yeah I'm glad you don't have kids Brandon because I, I think your tv game might be like severely like yeah if it if it was the case but I think I, we're I think we're safe there yeah you're definitely <laughs> <laughs> you can have mine if you want I'll give you mine <laughs> I would babysit so you and Pavit can go out um, okay. let's head over to the bonus. Um, I want to talk about those things. Do you want to tell anyone about what you've got going on coming up with the no or any other projects or anything like that? Heading into fashion week. So that's going to be awesome. Uh-huh. And Diwali's um, coming up too. Diwali's coming up. Diwali. So- I'm sorry. Diwali. Diwali. So yeah. I'm actually hosting, um, with uh, a number of, 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 amazing other people. Um, what is going to be the Diwali Met Ball? So I'm very excited for that. Um, awesome happening in November and it's going to be a fashion runway. I mean, super, super cool things. Um, and then I'm launching my, um, my e-commerce platform that I've been working on for, um, a few years now, but, um, it's finally coming together and I'm basically bringing to the forefront, Indian, Middle Eastern, um, and Asian designers that, um, maybe, have heard of maybe you haven't heard of but giving them a platform to to really be present in the u.s and the uk market so it's really a spot for that yeah that's awesome um guys go to patreon.com slash the b list to subscribe to the bonus episode we're going to talk about so much more and um yeah see you guys soon thanks jessel